live from Earth, it's Space Radio. This is Paul Sutter, and coming up, it's a very special episode this week wherein I rant for tens of minutes about the relationship between science and society and the duty of scientists in their communications. Normally, we take listener questions, but we will not this week, so just sit back and enjoy the ride. But first, the news. Hello, space fans. Welcome to Space Radio. I'm Paul Sutter, astrophysicist at Ohio State, chief scientist at COSI, and for the next half hour, your agent to the stars. Got an exciting show for you today on Space Radio where we talk about all the beautiful things in our universe. This show lives on listener questions. We record every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern here in Studio A of WCBE Radio Columbus. So call 888-581-0708. Light it up. Get those calls in. You can also follow along on our live streams. Go to YouTube. YouTube and Twitch, you can find those links at spaceradioshow.com. We'll take questions that you send there too. And of course, there's always social media out there. My name is at Paul Matt Sutter on all platforms. Seriously, folks, I've only prepped 10 minutes of show material top, so get those calls and questions in. So by now, it's a little bit of old news, but I feel like it's an important discussion to have. And what happened a couple weeks ago, well, actually, I have to rewind like a year. A year ago, we discovered an interstellar interloper, a, a rock, a piece of junk that had definitely come from outside the solar system and was just passing on through. It was our first time ever that we've discovered something from outside the solar system inside the solar system and it was a big deal its name we gave a name to the rock the discoverers Oumuamua it's a Hawaiian word that roughly translates to scout pretty cool name love the name and it had a lot of interest a lot of curiosity scientists and observers after we found it accidentally by the way we weren't even looking for it after we found it we trained our telescopes on it. We tried to get as much data as we could, but by the time we had spotted it and knew what we were dealing with, it was already on its way out of the solar system. And it's not very big. It's about the length of a football field and it's small, it's dim. It was hard to spot. It was hard to see. It was hard to study. So we don't have a lot of information about Oumuamua and it's done some interesting things in its journey through the solar system. For one, it appears to be tumbling end over end. It's longer than it is wide. It's very skinny and it's tumbling, which is kind of weird. And as it cruised around the sun, it changed its speed. Now, that in itself isn't ridiculously crazy. Things change speed all the time, especially comets. As they heat up, they can let go of gases. Gases can escape and they can nudge them around. It can cause them to change their speed. That's not a big deal. But when we looked at Oumuamua, we didn't see any of the usual comet activity that we associate with that. And um, that's a big mystery. Honestly, we don't understand exactly what's going on with Oumuamua. And... What's more, the observations that we do have, the measurements that we have, the data that we have, 
aren't the greatest because it's small and far away and hard to see. So we're not exactly sure, 100% confident on our observations, on our measurements. It's very hard to draw conclusions. Oumuamua is the first example whatsoever that we've had of an object like this. So lots of mysteries. That was a year ago. A few weeks ago, a pair of Harvard scientists published a paper trying to understand Oumuamua with the little data that we have. And they published a paper, this paper described in detail going into some of the physics of, okay, if there's light blasting on this little piece of rock, radiation from the sun, that's going to nudge it, that's going to tweak it, that's going to do some interesting things. And the paper listed you know, here's something, here's another cool thing. We don't understand how Oumuamua changed its velocity. And it can't be this, it can't be that, it can't be this. Then the researchers at the end of their paper said, maybe it's aliens. Now, this is legitimate researchers, astronomers from a legitimate university. Last I heard, Harvard is a serious university. And the paper talked about maybe Oumuamua is aliens. Of course, the story blew up and I reacted to it. I went live on YouTube prior to recording uh, space radio a couple weeks ago. And I just talked about it off the top of my head for about a half hour. And Greg and I thought that it would make for a good episode this week because of course we're not recording on Thanksgiving day, but I have this half hour of very, very passionate dialogue off the cuff. I guess it's a monologue because no one else is talking passionate monologue off the cuff, my reactions to this story. So we're going to take a couple segments from that rant for your listening pleasure. So Greg play the tapes. Lots of questions here. I love it. Which one do you prefer gravitons or relativity? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. We feel like, you know, feel like general relativity is wrong, that it's incomplete because it is not a quantum picture of the universe. And we're pretty sure that if you want to correct physics, you need a quantum picture. But how to go from relativity because it's passed every single test we throw at it every single time. We don't know how to move past relativity. Einstein outsmarted us 100 years ago. We cannot do better than him. And Patrick, uh, don't strings have an extent? Yeah, so that's string theory, which is something else. So I'm talking about particle physics. In, the, in, in particle physics, the particles have zero spatial extent. String theory, they do have an extent. They are one-dimensional strings, or they're vibrating either just open-ended strings like this or looped in on themselves. But an atomic nucleus is a marble. Yeah, yeah. so once you take a bunch of particles like gluons and put them together, then uh, you get a bunch of extra interactions between them and they spread themselves out in a little bit of space and we call that thing a proton or a neutron. And then the same thing, you can take protons or neutrons, put them together, they glue themselves together, but they, but they keep separated in space. And so the atomic nucleus acts like a single tiny marble, a tiny billiard ball, uh, unless you start cracking it open. Yeah, we peaked. We peaked at Einstein. That was peak gravity right there. And, and we haven't figured out anything else. I mean, we've learned a lot since then, for sure. But we haven't been able to move past relativity and have any of those ideas actually be successful.
We keep coming up with ideas. We've been coming up with ideas for decades, and then we come up with a test, and it fails the test, and you move on. Most recently is with the kilonova, with the gravitational waves from the colliding neutron stars. That tossed out an entire class of theories that it tried to improve relativity. And then there's the whole Amuamua thing. When that article came out, when it popped up on the archive and this news reports start coming out, like I was livid because it is, it was just junk. It was just a junk paper. I mean, most of the paper is fine. Most of the paper is pretty interesting. Looking at the radiation pressure on, on a rock that's tumbling out of our solar system. Uh, but then it took it a step too far and it started talking about solar sails and all this. And it's just, of course, that's what the media hooked on. But the authors of the paper knew that the media would hook on. They submitted it to their press office at the university. And every time a reporter called, they picked up a phone and then they played that game. This game that drives me nuts of, oh, we're not. We're not saying it's aliens. We're just throwing out the possibility and you can't exclude it. And we're just, we're just playing the math. We have to explore all the options. Like I, I'm calling, I'm, I'm saying it, that is disingenuous because you know exactly what the media is picking up on. You know exactly what the headlines are going to be. You know exactly what the takeaway that people are going to come from that. They know exactly what the message is going to be. And you had a choice in that paper. You didn't have to talk about solar sails. That was not, you're not obligated to put that in a paper. You're not obligated to pick up the phone. You're not obligated to submit to the press office. You're not obligated to answer calls from reporters and give those kind of quotes. So I'm not blaming the media for this. I'm, I'm straight up blaming the scientists who put out that paper and saying this is one, it's not science because it's not a valid hypothesis. It's not a testable hypothesis. See, so didn't advance the discussion scientifically, and I bet you dollars to donuts that part of the paper gets cut out in peer review. And it's also irresponsible to to drum up attention and interest in this little aspect of the paper that is the least interesting part of the paper for whatever reasons. I'm not going to speculate on their motives, but they put themselves out there. They put themselves out there, and it hurts. It honestly, honestly hurts. We talked about this a lot on the Weekly Space Hangout last night uh, with myself and Fraser Kane and Morgan Renberg about, yeah, the, the public, lots of people eat it up. Lots of people eat it up. The media eats it up. They love it. Lots of discussion. And that's the only thing they're going to remember. They're not going to remember the genuine science. They're not going to remember the honest hard work. They're going to remember this this stupid little idea that isn't even a scientific hypothesis. And it's going to stick. It's going to stick for years. I, I guarantee, I guarantee two years from now, I'll mention something about Oumuamua and I'll say, oh yeah, I heard it was, astronomers figured out there was an alien uh, light sail spacecraft. I guarantee because the exact same thing happened with the megastructure star. Exact same thing. Observation of a star, the star is super weird. That's great. Welcome to astronomy. That's how life is. We don't understand most of the things in the universe. And then some astronomers come around and say, hey, we're not saying it's aliens, but we did some numbers. And it turns out if you have aliens and they can do whatever they can, whatever they want to do, they can explain the data. Because of course, because aliens with, in, with intelligence, 
able to manipulate their environments, are able to explain any observation whatsoever. So it's absolutely useless as a hypothesis. Media ate it up, and the scientists involved picked up the phone, did interviews, did lectures, did talks, did the whole deal trying to play that game. It's like, no, 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 we're not. It's just a hypothesis. It's just an idea, like trying to play that game. And now, a couple years later, after the megastructure star, uh, guess what? It's dust is totally capable of explaining the observations. And 99% of astronomers, when that paper came out, said, yeah, it's probably dust. And it turned out it was dust. But you know what? I still talk to people. I still run into people like, hey, what about that star where the aliens built the, the giant thing around it? Still, today. And I'm not going to blame people. I'm not going to blame people for this because the general public is trying to navigate the flood of information. And they go to scientists like we're, we as scientists are trying to develop trust and trying to... Uh, get people to understand and appreciate the scientific view and the, the lens that we use to look at the world. And then we feed them junk. We feed them junk. And then we're surprised when people come around and say, well, I don't trust science because you say a bunch of, you say a bunch of weird stuff. And then scientists like to blame the media, like, oh, it's just headlines, it's sensationalism, it's fake news. No, it's our fault as scientists. We don't have to write those papers. We don't have to submit them to our press officers. We don't have to pick up the phone from journalists. That's all on us. I didn't mean to get into a giant, giant rant about this, but there it is. This whole Amuamua story that blew up this week has been, I, and I put out some acerbic tweets, as is my want, and those tweets were picked up by journalists, and I'm fine with that, and I picked up the phone. I did interviews saying, no, this isn't even science. It's not even a hypothesis. It's a fun idea, but fun ideas aren't enough to make it science. You need testable ideas. That's where I am. Sorry for the rant. So that's it for this segment. We've got to take a quick little break. I hope you're enjoying listening. We're going to come back to the break, but I want you to remember this is Space Radio. I'm your host, Paul Sutter, and this show is brought to you by you. Visit patreon.com slash Sutter to learn how you can support this show, and I'll see you after the break. I'm Dan Sharp with the Columbus Foundation. This Giving Tuesday, support your favorite nonprofit organizations like WCBE through the Columbus Foundation's Giving Store. When you donate to WCBE and another nonprofit, or any combination of two or more nonprofits, you'll receive a $20 charitable gift card from the Columbus Foundation, redeemable at any of the nonprofits in the Giving Store. Visit columbusfoundation.org to make your gifts this Giving Tuesday. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Paul Sutter, and this is Space Radio. We've got more of that rant coming up. I'm talking about Oumuamua, this interstellar interloper that came breezing through our solar system last year and where a pair of Harvard scientists recently proposed that some of the strange behavior of this rock, these observations that we don't fully understand, might be caused by aliens. And I reacted to it, of course, and here are more of my reactions. We have to walk a very, very careful line here where, yes, 
the paper and I read the paper said, oh, here's some things that are consistent with the data. One of them being a solar sail built by aliens. But that in itself is 100% disingenuous. Like I'm going to see straight through that. Totally disingenuous because yeah, yeah, yeah. There are observations that are messy and full of uncertainty. We don't even know if this rock actually sped up on its way outside of the solar system. The data are too messy. So it's like idea, 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 you know, physics, idea, physics, idea, physics, idea, physics, idea. that's all fine. Whatever. You could have just stopped there. You could have just stopped writing the paper right there. And that would have been a fine paper, kind of boring paper, but a legitimate paper. Like, hey, we ran through some ideas. Nothing quite fits the data or fits the data good, poorly, you whatever. That's a fine paper. I've written papers like that. People write papers like that all the time. But then they went one step further and they said, oh, yeah, let's introduce this idea of intelligent creatures and building a light sail. And boom, there's there's one more. That was the problem. That is an unscientific statement because it's not testable. It's able to explain any observation whatsoever. So there's no scientific power. There's no predictive power. They could have left it out, but they put it in. And then as they approached, when they brought that paper up, because it's it's buried down the paper, they could just let it go and no one cares. But no. As soon as they wrote the paper, they didn't even wait for peer review. They didn't even wait for a reviewer, a referee, an editor to tell them to knock it off and take that one out. They reached out to their press officer and say, hey, we got some idea. And the press officer did a media blast. I know this is, I, this is exactly how the game is played because I've played this game, not with aliens. And then the press officer writes something juicy sends it out media catches win author of the paper co-author of the paper avi Loeb, chair of the harvard astronomy department he's very media savvy he has a lot of direct contacts he told them and then look at his quotes oh you know we're not saying it's aliens it's just a hypothesis we can't rule it out we have to explore every possibility like trying to play that game of i'm not saying it's aliens wink wink i'm gonna see right through it and i'm gonna call it i'm gonna call it i'm gonna call him on it and like tons of respect to Avi uh, in the co-op. Like I know Avi. I'm pretty sure I've written a paper with him. I honestly can't remember. Eminent astrophysicist, absolute genius, great guy. But he likes putting stuff out there. He put likes putting wild ideas out there and letting him go wild in the media. And he likes it. And I don't like it. I don't like that part of Avi. Avi does lots of cool stuff. But that's not a cool thing. There you go, a dedicated YouTube channel talking about Oumuamua as an alien space monolith. I want to like forward that to Avi, and maybe I will. Say, now I, as a science communicator, now I have to deal with that. How much did you set trust in science back by putting that out there? How much damage did you cause in the relationships that we're trying to build between science scientists and non-scientists? How much harder did you make the next five years of funding how much harder did you make the next spacecraft launch how much harder because of that you did this you did this you this is you you made this happen so that's it for the rant we're almost out of time today on space radio but before we go it's time for the blue shift I'm Paul Sutter, and you're listening to Space Radio, and this is The Blue Shift, my opportunity to get a little bit closer to you. And we just listened to me rant for about 
15 minutes. And now I'm going to talk about the rant itself because during the week when that story broke a few weeks ago, I put out a, mm, let's describe it as an acerbic tweet. Basically straight up saying that the conduct of the Harvard scientists was unbecoming of a, of a researcher because this discussion about Oumuamua, which is full of mysteries, Oumuamua is a fascinating object, but when we bring in the discussion about aliens, as I explored in the rant, it just it's just bad. It's not good science, one. It misrepresents what science is to the public, too, and it shuts down all legitimate avenues of conversation about actual science. Now, it's all about aliens. And so because of that tweet, reporters noticed I was interviewed in a few publications, you know, here and there talking about a muamua. And then, of course, some people say, why are you ranting? Like, you know, why are you making a fuss of this? And I made a fuss of it because it's very important to me. Because I'm very passionate about it. You know on this show, I'm trying to share how science sees the universe. The joy, the wonder, the fun, and the hard work that it takes to unravel nature's mysteries. And what I'm trying to do is show you how actual science is done. And how actual science works. And aliens, as a hypothesis, is in science. So it's very important to me that scientists police each other and check each other out and make sure to keep each other on the toes. This is on our toes. This is the only way that science progresses is if we're constantly watching out for each other to make sure we're doing a good job because bad science can manifest in so many different ways. And I'm not alone, of course. And then there's, of course, people, scientists that think the Harvard researchers are just fine and it's nothing special. And, and, and so, of course, there's a debate. Of course, there's a discussion. And I think the discussion is important to have because the discussion helps us get a grip, get a handle on what science means. And for you, the non-scientist, I can't tell you who to trust. I can't tell you who to believe. I can't tell you which source to follow the best. I hope over the course of this show that you are able to have the tools that you can follow your own instincts. You can follow your own judgment and you'll be able to tell what's bad science and what's good. And unfortunately, this broadcast is almost done. Thank you for joining me on this voyage of space radio. Once again, I'm Paul Sutter, and this show is brought to you by the Ohio State University Department of Astronomy. Learn more at astronomy.osu.edu. This show is also brought to you by you. Visit patreon.com slash pmsutter to learn how you can contribute. Thanks to Greg Mobius for producing, Dan Mishalko for being awesome, and all the fine crew at WCBE Radio for making this show possible. We record this show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can call 888-581-0708 to join me on the air. You can also catch the live streams on YouTube and Twitch. Go to spaceradioshow.com for the links. And you can also follow me directly on social media. My name is at Paul Matt Sutter. And of course, thanks again, Earthlings, for listening. See you next week. And remember, science, especially the good kind, is for sharing. End of transmission.